Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. That's right, it's Everybody's Friend, the weekly Comic Web old-time radio podcast. The Comic Web sells all of the old-time radio programs heard on our podcast, as well as comic books and more. Check out our other podcasts. One is of the Superman radio program, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie Cliffhanger serials. Go to our website, comicweb.com, for information on how to get them, or type the word Comic Web into iTunes, and they'll pop up. This week's podcast is two episodes of Mary Noble, Backstage Wife. The show is very serialized, and if you like these two episodes, you can get the next two on our website. And now, Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and what it means to be the wife of a famous star. When Larry Noble found out that it was Mary who had arranged with their good friend, the playwright Tom Bryson, to send for him in Hollywood, he went at once to get his plane reservation for this very night. But now that he's back at the hospital, where Mary is slowly recovering from the burns she suffered when Claudia Vincent hurled acid in her face, he would like to give up the trip and remain at his wife's side, if he didn't think Mary really wanted him to go. Now, for several minutes, neither of them have spoken. And then... Well, honey, if I want to get a bag packed and check out of the Greenroom Club and still catch my plane, I'd better get going. Yes, darling. I understand. You'll write to me, won't you, and... Let me know how you're getting along. Well, of course. All the details, whether you're interested or not. Why, you know I'll be interested. I'm anxious to know what kind of picture they want you for, and if it's something you'll be excited about. And... I'll be excited about making enough money to pay off some of our debts. That's one of my two reasons for accepting the offer. One of them? What's the other? Can't you guess, honey? Or do you think I'm entirely stupid? Larry, I don't understand. Oh, never mind, sweetheart. Whatever you want, I'm going to try to arrange for you to the very best of my ability. I won't forget that I owe my very life to you. Know that you wouldn't be here in this hospital bed if it weren't for my stubborn insistence in bringing Claudia Vincent into our lives. That's all over and done with, Larry. I don't want you to blame yourself for that anymore. I'll go on blaming myself until the day you're entirely well and back to your old self again. Dr. Allen says I'm doing far better than he expected. Great. Keep it up, sweetheart. And remember, my thoughts will be with you every minute that I'm away. In case it makes any difference to you. Larry Noble, why are you talking like that? Oh, it's all right, dearest. Pay no attention to me. I've got to run now or I'll never make it. You take care of yourself, my love. And leave the rest to me. I swear I'll do everything I can for you from now on. You always have, Larry. Please don't worry about me. Be a big, shining success so that I can be proud of you. Goodbye, honey. I'm the one who's proud. And don't you forget it. Oh! Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Noble. My fault, nurse. I'm sorry running into you like oh, that. It's all right. I'll have the orderly take care of it. Well, I'm sorry all the same. If I weren't in such a rush, I'd offer to help, but I have barely time enough to pack and make my plane to Hollywood. Just be sure to take good care of my wife, Miss Clark. I'm... I'm counting on you. I'll do my best, Mr. Noble. Yes, I'm sure you will. Goodbye, I've got to run now. Well, uh, he is in a rush. What happened, nurse? I was bringing you a glass of milk, and as he pushed the door open, it crashed to the floor. Oh, what a shame. It doesn't matter. The orderly will clean it up, and I'll bring you a fresh glass from the pantry. I... I don't believe I want anything right now. But it's time, Mrs. Noble. And Dr. Allen said you must keep up your strength. I know. Later, perhaps. If you don't mind, I feel rather tired. I believe I could sleep. 
Would you mind leaving me alone for just a little while? Why, no, of course not. Here, just let me fix your pillow a bit. Let down the head of your bed. Well, it's fine, just as it is. Please don't bother. I... I'd rather be alone. Just for a few minutes. Just as you like. I'll be right outside. Nurse Clark picks her way carefully through the broken glass and gives word to the orderly. Then she goes to the desk down the hall where the floor nurse is sitting, and we hear... Well, I give up. I'll never try to understand anybody again. Well, what is it, Miss Clark? Something about your patient? She hasn't taken a turn for the worst, has she? Um, as far as I can tell, Mrs. Noble is getting along famously, Miss Lowry. I just hope this doesn't set her back. Well, what's happened? I thought he was the most unselfish, devoted husband in the world. I've been thinking how wonderful it would be to have a man like that sit at your bedside. And all the time it was just acting, play acting. I wish you'd tell me what this is all about, Miss Clark. You're, you're talking in circles. <laughs> no wonder. Um, remember how I told you that Mr. Noble was constantly at his wife's bedside mm -hmm. ever since they brought her in here with those awful acid burns? Well, yes, of course. We've all been noticing. I think it's sweet. Well, right now, guess where he's headed. <laughs> I wouldn't have the least notion. To Hollywood, that's where. Hollywood? California? Of course. He's flying out tonight. He, he just left a minute ago. Well, what do you know about that? I know that it's utterly disgraceful when he pretended to be so devoted, so attentive... I'm so worried about his wife. And then what happens? He, he takes the first chance he gets and goes clear across the country, not giving his poor wife a thought. Isn't that awful? And she wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for trying to help him. There just doesn't seem to be any gratitude in the world anymore, Miss Clark. And that's a fact. I'm inclined to agree. Oh, poor Mrs. Noble. Um, how is she taking it? She doesn't say a word. She's very brave, but I can tell her heart's breaking. She could hardly talk when she asked me if I'd leave her alone for a few minutes. Oh, it's too bad. I do think he might have waited a bit longer, Miss Clark. And I thought he was so perfect. I, I even thought that she was the one who was inclined to flirt with other men. Oh? After all, those dozens of red roses appeared one day in that sentimental card signed Rupert. Well, that's the famous Rupert Barlow that's been in all the papers. The terribly rich, good-looking man that's supposed to be in love with Mrs. Noble. You remember? Oh, of course. But after what I saw tonight, Miss Lowry, I don't blame her one bit if she does flirt with other men. Poor thing. I wonder if she'll ever be able to attract anyone like that again. Wouldn't it just be a crime if her face was scarred and her husband was running around all over the country not paying a bit of attention? You'd think it wasn't his fault she had that acid thrown at her. He ought to thank his lucky stars that Mrs. Noble took the trouble to, to find evidence to get him acquitted. He might have gone to trial and, and been found guilty of murder if she hadn't found that evidence to convict Claudia Vincent. Oh, that one. I hear she's gone absolutely out of her head. Oh? They put her in a mental institution. Well, all I can say, Miss Lowry, is that you can't tell anything about theater people. They all do just the opposite from what you expect. Oh, there's number seven again. I'll have to see what she wants. And a short time later, we find Larry Noble getting out of a taxi in front of the Green Room Club in Gramercy Square. There you are, driver. Keep the change. Hey, Larry! What's the rush? Oh, Lester Jordan. You're just the man I want to see. Come on up to my room with me while I throw some things in a bag... 
I haven't got any time to spare. Well, where do you think you're going in such a hurry? Are you skipping out of the country? Have they caught up with you? <laughs> oh, never mind the smart talk, Les. Come on. Uh, we'll take the steps. It's quick. <laughs> Wait a minute, Larry. I'm no longer a sprinter, you know. I don't understand the reason for all the haste. Well, it's not your wife. It... She's not worse. No, no. Mary's doing fine. I'm leaving for Hollywood, that's all. Hollywood? When? Just a few minutes. Here, let me unlock the door. All right. Come on in, Les. I want to ask you to do something for me. Well, sure thing, Larry. Anything at all. Well, this isn't anything sensational like the help you've given me before. Putting up the money for my lawyer and advancing money to Claudia Vincent so she'd hang around to testify at the trial. Now, look here, Larry. I've told you to forget that until you're back on your feet again. There's no hurry. I know you're good for the money and so do the others here at the club. So forget it. I'm not going to forget it, Les. And that's one reason I'm on my way to Hollywood. I'm going to accept that picture offer Tom Bryson wired me about. When did you decide all this? I thought you swore up and down you wouldn't leave New York as long as Mary's in the hospital. Changed my mind. Matter of fact, she's the one who persuaded me. I'm leaving on the 10 o'clock plane. Yeah, it doesn't give you much time. Larry. No, I know it. Now, what I want you to do is this. Keep an eye on Mary and let me know how she seems. Oh, well, glad to, Larry. If it's all right for her to have visitors. I think it's all right. Old friend like you, Les. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, call Maud Marlowe, will you? Huh? She'll be on the stage right now at the theater where she's playing, or I'd try to reach her. Tell her about this sudden decision. And also tell her to keep in touch with me. Sure, you can count on me, Larry. Maud knows Mary as well as anyone, and she's been right on the job from the start, so just explain to her that this is a last-minute decision. I will. I hate like the devil to make the trip less, but certain things have come up I can't very well explain. But this is what Mary wants. I wouldn't be leaving if I weren't sure of that. Look, Larry, I'm not questioning your decision. No, look, just believe me when I tell you it's all for the best. I don't know how long I'll be away nor how much of a picture this thing will turn out to be. I haven't any of the details. But I'll just have to take the chance. Hmm. If things work out at all well, I ought to have some money in the bank in a few weeks' time. Anyhow, I hope so. Well, here's luck, old boy. Say, are you uh, uh, giving up your room or what? Yes, I'll check out. Hmm. I don't know when I'll get back, so it's no use keeping it on. Well, guess that's everything. Now if I can get a taxi to get me to the air terminal in time. So long, Les, and don't forget to keep in touch. <laughs> don't worry, and good luck. Thanks. I could use a little. Now that everything else is going to blazes. So long, Les. So long, Larry. And be sure to call Maud Marlowe at the playhouse. Tell her I'm not running out. Tell her to ask Mary why I'm going. Larry Noble hurries down the stairs, carrying his suitcase and going quickly to the door on his way to the coast, at what he believes to be Mary's wish. Be sure to be listening tomorrow to Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and her husband Larry Noble, famous Broadway star. And now, Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and what it means to be the wife of a famous star. While Mary is in the hospital recovering from acid burns inflicted by Claudia Vincent as a final gesture of revenge, Mary has attempted to help her husband Larry by appealing to Tom Bryson, close family friend and famous playwright, to arrange for Larry to come to Hollywood to make a motion picture. For Mary believes this will help Larry through the bad days ahead financially. And as it happens, Tom has been able to negotiate an offer for Larry, an offer which Larry first turned down and then suddenly accepted. Right now we find him on a plane, flying swiftly through the night. The lights are low inside the cabin, and only the sound of the motors is heard. Most of the passengers are dozing, but Larry sits wide-eyed, looking out at the night, thinking. 
I can hardly believe it. Here I am flying more than 300 miles an hour away from New York. Away from Mary. Away from everything I ever cared about. As if my life depended on it. And everyone around me is as unconcerned as though this were the most natural thing in the world. I'd like to stand up and shout at them. Tell them what this trip means. It's the end of everything for Mary and me. I still can't believe it. Even though the words of that telegram were clear enough. To think that Mary could pretend to me that everything would be all right. That once she was out of the hospital, everything would be like old times. We'd go back to our house in Rosehaven. We'd take up our lives from there with Larry Jr. Well, that dream is shattered once and for all. I wonder how long it would have taken me to get wise to myself if I hadn't opened the dresser drawer in Mary's hospital room. I wouldn't have known that she wrote to Tom Bryson and asked him to get me out to Hollywood. Wouldn't have known that she wants me as far away from her as possible. All the time, I believe we could forget the past and start over. I suppose I can't blame Mary for turning against me. It's my fault she's in the hospital now with her face and hands burned, heaven knows how badly. It's only natural she should blame me, since I'm the one who brought Claudia Vincent into our lives. I figured Claudia was just a nice, friendly gal who needed a break. <laughs> well, I know better now. I had to lose everything that matters to me in order to wake up. And it's just a little too late. Mary's determined to be a good sport, but she doesn't want me around. After all, she did get me out of that blasted jail. She proved that I didn't murder Oliver Wilson. And she proved what she'd been saying right along, that Claudia Vincent was guilty. <laughs> I wouldn't believe her. I even turned on Mary, told her not to interfere anymore. Suppose she had taken me at my word. Where would I be right now? Certainly not flying through the night. But then, at least Mary would be safe. Well, I can't turn back the clock. I've got to go on and not ever let Mary know how I found out the truth. It's up to me to provide for her. To see that she's comfortable. And then to keep away. And suppose her face is badly scarred from the burns. How can I comfort her? What can I say or do to make it easier to bear? I can't even be close to her. Will you fasten your seatbelt, sir? We're coming down in a few minutes. Oh, oh, yes. Thanks, stewardess. Is there anything I can get for you, sir? You you seem rather uncomfortable. Me? No. No, thanks. I'm I'm quite all right. It's just that I can I can never manage to sleep on a plane. You're Larry Noble, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am. I thought I recognized you. I saw you in your last play on Broadway. It was just wonderful. Oh, well, thanks. That's very kind of you. I hope you're going to be in another play soon. Well, I don't know. Not not very soon at any rate. I'm on my way to Hollywood now. Will you be in a picture? I expect so. I'm going to see about it. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm going to look for it. Uh, excuse me, I've got to make sure the other passengers have their belts fastened. We're getting ready to land. And early the next morning, Mary Noble has a visitor in her room at a New York hospital. And we hear... Oh, I know this is a ghastly time to call on a person in the hospital, but I, I had to see you at once, Mary. Why, Maud Marlowe, hello. Not exactly a mistake at all. 
I did come backstage often enough, didn't I, Maud? The funny thing about it is that I scarcely noticed the play. Even when I had to sit and wait for a break in rehearsal. I was so deeply sunk in my own gloomy thoughts and problems that I didn't hear or see anything, I guess. Well, no one in her right mind would expect you to concentrate on a play rehearsal when you had a husband about to stand trial for murder. And anyway, that's not why I came here this morning. I want to know why Larry suddenly hopped on a plane and went to Hollywood. Well, you know the facts about that, Maud. I told you Miss Clark wrote Tom Bryson for me and asked him if he couldn't find something for Larry to do. Yes, but I didn't think he'd ever leave New York as long as you were in the hospital, Mary. And all of a sudden I get a message backstage at the theater that he'd gone. I can't understand it. Well, why not, Maud? It's the sensible thing for him to do. You know very well that Larry is under a terrible strain. Not only because of me and my condition, but because of the debts that are piling up every day. This will give him a chance to have a breathing spell. At the same time, make enough money to pay off a good part of his indebtedness. But why wouldn't he accept? Did you tell him how it happened? Did you tell him you wrote to Tom? Of course not, Maud. You know better than that. Larry would have been terribly hurt and even angry if he thought I had anything to do with this. And I know very well he wouldn't try to get a picture contract by himself. Oh, it's all working out just as I hoped. Well, I'm not at all sure I like the idea, Mary. Suppose Tom Bryson tells him how he suddenly happened to scurry about and get him a picture contract. Tom wouldn't do that. You read his wire to me. He promised not to mention it to Larry and he'll keep his word. I know that much. Mm, so I guess he will. But at the same time, Mary, I don't like the idea at all. I never did, no matter what you say. I think Larry's place is right here. But I don't want Larry to be tied to me and to feel the awful worry of not knowing how I'm going to come out of this. It'll be easier for me to do it alone and to break the truth to Larry gradually. Why do you keep on thinking that everything is going to turn out for the worst? Your doctor keeps saying that you're healing beautifully, better than he ever imagined. I know, Maud. And if my face isn't horribly scarred, then it'll be that much better when I tell Larry. Then he can come back with a light heart and start his career in New York over again. And in the meantime, he'll have managed to get himself in better shape financially. Oh, you know how Larry worries when he's in debt, Maud. He can't stand to owe anyone anything. And until he pays Lester Jordan back for the money he advanced for his lawyer and for Claudia Vincent... Don't mention that woman's name to me. I begin to see red every time I think about her. Well, I only meant that Larry won't feel easy in his mind till he's paid Lester Jordan. And then, of course, there are my hospital bills. Perhaps I'll go on for a long time. I have to have a series of plastic surgery operations. In other words, Mary, you actually are relieved to have Larry in Hollywood. Is that it? Yes. I think it's the best thing for him, Morty. And what about you? I think women are better able to cope with such things. They're more used to being patient than men. Well, I guess it's all right. But I still can't figure it out. The last thing I heard, Larry absolutely refused to consider going to the coast. Then I get a message backstage that he's on his way. What made him change all of a sudden? I don't know, Maud. I guess he just thought better of it and decided to go. That's not a bit like Larry, and you know it, Mary Noble. Well, that's how it happened. He sat here by my side reading to me, and I fell asleep. 
I woke up, he left word with the nurse, Miss Clark, that he'd be back soon. When he got here, he told me he'd wire Tom Bryson he was coming at once. But he had his plane ticket to Hollywood. And that's that. And I'd have bet my life he wouldn't budge from your side. Well, that shows how little you know about people. And at this same time, Larry Noble is leaving his plane in Los Angeles, where it's barely dawn. And as he waits for the door to be opened and the stairs to be rolled up to the plane... Goodbye, Mr. Noble. I'll be looking for that picture of yours. Thanks, Stewardess. I hope you won't be disappointed. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I'm sure it'll be a very good picture, Mr. Noble. And as the door is opened, Larry follows the passengers out, thinking of the irony of the friendly stewardess's words. Be sure to be listening tomorrow to Backstage Wife, the story of Mary Noble and her husband Larry Noble, famous Broadway star. <laughs> 